comics professor and your trusted Tothanado. This is the program where we discuss Toth's work and influence on comics, character design, and visual storytelling. Please do subscribe on YouTube or to the podcast. For daily Toth art posts, follow at Alex Toth in depth on Instagram. And please spread the word. The best way to do that is uh, to keep in mind uh, friends or acquaintances of yours who are into design or comics or storytelling and, uh, and let them know about it, a particular episode of the program. Uh, that would really help me grow the show. Uh, thanks much. Uh, this episode, I'm going to draw a little bit for you uh, and talk about uh, how everyone can have their own take on Toth, what their favorites are, and so on. Uh, and before I start that, uh, just a couple quick announcements. I've got a webcomic I'll be launching soon called Blood Orange, and you can follow uh, that uh, on Instagram at Blood Orange Comic. And uh, sign up and give us your mailing address if you'd like some uh, postcard previews in your mailbox. And um, that you can find at newdaynoir.com. Also, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to the assistants who have helped me uh, put this show together. Um, that would be Elijah Bailey, Logan Beecher, Max Paulin, and Herschel Myers Auberon. Uh, please do check the uh, show notes for links uh, and follow them on Instagram. Without uh, the help of these fine artists, um, it would be a lot tougher to produce the show. They help me with editing audio and uh, video and putting together images and uh, couldn't do it without them. Uh, thanks to all of them, and please do give them your support. So, uh, to each their own toth. I found over the years in uh, being a fan of Toth's work and comparing notes with people um, and now doing the show that everyone's got a different take. Toth's talent and body of work is so vast and varied, working in so many different approaches and in so many genres, there's plenty uh, from which to choose. He's so good with so many elements of design and storytelling, and he switched up his approach so much over decades one can pick favorites, and it's all okay. Uh, for some, it's his thinking and storytelling. Others, it's his black spotting. Some, his line, whether a, a deadline in his a la prima drawings or augmented with a, a chunky line uh, with a thick marker. Uh, for some, it's his character designs for animation or a sense of design on the page. There's a lot to take away from Toe's work. For some, the standout and his best work of his career are the standard romance stories he did. There is a tight line and drawing in his work. Uh, there's a design to his panels and pages, um, a sophistication, if not in the content and material, then certainly in how he presented and told it. And there's a subtlety in his acting. He did this work when he was 24 or 25 years old and uh, with a couple other earlier stories, uh, a handful at least, and then the standard romance comics, he just began uh, to soar. And for some, that still stands up as the best thing he ever did. Um, for some, it's his war and horror stories that he did in the mid-60s and then into the 70s. His work with tone is incredible. He got to play with a variety of ways to go about that. And then again, um, he hadn't done too much horror, some, you know, lighter horror in, uh, in the 50s. 
for a standard and a variety of publishers, but then, uh, and then he got it to go a little deeper into that with the Warren stories. Uh, and there's a finesse, right? There's a, to, to what he's doing there. He leaned in a little more. He could go, uh, he could experiment a little bit more with his page layouts. Um, he can try different ways of, of using tone and, and, and really leaned into craft hint during those years. Um, and there's a level of perfection that he went after there that for some it stands uh, at the top. Uh, for others, it's his Zorro work. Um, for as much trouble as uh, Toth had with the scripts he got from that, even when he began to hack out that work because he didn't care for the scripts and didn't do, you know, they didn't let him do what he wanted, he was able to uh, uh, still produce some really fun work and do really solid storytelling, even when he's uh, moving fast and going on the fly. In all of it, there's a cinematic look to it. Um, it's tighter in the earlier stories. It, because he's doing some of this stuff quickly, and even when he was taking his time, there's a loose look to it. It seems effortless where he's just knocking off backgrounds and 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 folds and clothing and, and, and drapery. And um, for someone who said he never got a hang of the brush, uh, the brushwork in those stories is incredible. It's just solid stuff. And then later on when it was collected in the 80s and it's still available now, he added a 50% halftone, and that's the best way to view that work. Um, even if you don't enjoy reading the stories, the the work itself really stands up. And for some, that's the favorite stuff. Um, others, uh, DC 1970s war and romance stories uh, have a, a slightly different look. Uh, they're more simplified. Uh, that kind of uh, work is, is bold with markers, and it's influenced by his animation work. Um, some of the stuff he did during that period is among the favorites of mine of what he ever did. And um, there's a, a wide variety in those stories of approaches and layouts and so on. And most of those are colored fairly well. And no matter how much he might complain about the coloring in his annotated Toth series uh, later on. For others, uh, we've heard that online elsewhere, like the cartoonist Kayfabe guys, say that uh, the cartoons book is the best one. Uh, and it is the the single top best uh, Toth book. And there is a wild and free and playful approach uh, to what uh, Toth is doing there. It's uh, experimental. And he has, there's a lot of writing he did. He, there's a lot of gag writing that's kind of funny. And there's a jazzy bebop kind of quality to his, uh, to his dialogue. And uh, that you don't see in his more finished work uh, anywhere else. Um, he's so playful in those things and he's trying so many different things again with tone that, man, you can just dive into that and enjoy, uh, those and, and learn a lot from it and apply it for others. Again, the, the it's Dell, right? Uh, he did stuff in the, uh, late fifties, probably about from 57 till maybe 64, where he did a whole bunch of work for Dell and Zorro was part of that. But beyond that, he's got some standouts and uh, there's something to learn from all of them, even when he's doing them very quickly, but there's a classic look to them. Some of them are, uh, are inspired by Robert Fawcett. Um, again, he's going with the brushwork. His acting is incredible in all these stories. And there's a naturalistic character to kind of look to his um, uh, character work that uh, I don't know if anyone else does it exactly the same way as Toth does it. And it really works for me. Now this can be particular stories with Dell too, right? It can be for some, it's uh, the favorite is Clinton Mack. Uh, for others, it is uh, Darby O'Gill. 
Um, for some, it's something more obscure like Frontier Doctor. Jesse Ham loved that one, and others don't like it so much at all. Paul Revere is a favorite of mine. Uh, no Time for Sergeants is great. There's just a, a bunch of really good uh, Bell work in there, and and uh, uh, and that's the standout for others where he's a little looser in how he's applying it, not as tight as the the the, the first part of the decade. Um, and he's just letting it fly and trusting his instincts. And then for some, uh, it's his uh, more mature work, be it uh, Torpedo, 1936 stories, the two he did, or his own Bravo for Adventure. With Bravo for Adventure, it is, um, you know, a throwback in terms of content to the uh, entertainment of his childhood. And uh, he's riffing on Errol Flynn and a lot of movies from the 30s and 40s. And, uh, you know, there's some depth to it. And it is fun. I don't mind it, but some find it, uh, you know, uh, kind of stiff in the writing and, and, and not super deep. But it's light and, it, and it's not a bad read. It, it's just limited to some extent. But the look of it is just amazing uh, where he's hitting a sweet spot where it's cartoony, but naturalistic and realistic without overly doing the details. And it's kind of amazing stuff. If everyone drew comics like that all the time. Uh, if we were all capable, I'd be very pleased. And that same look and approach is apparent in the torpedo stories, although the torpedo stories are much darker in tone. Uh, both of them are written very well, especially the first one, which I covered in my Anatomy of a Page uh, episode, the first one of that series. And then you can tell he gets a little uh, troubled by the content. Um, the the dark and misogynistic tone of it. And he does the second story uh, much faster than the first, which is a little more careful and, and well-realized. But um, as I had with my first guest, with John Paul Leon, he mentioned that that is kind of a favorite of his was because um, he strips it down so much, Toth does, and, it's, and it holds up so well. It's like, wow, we can really we can really go to town. And JP also liked uh, Ooh La La. We gushed over that in episode three of this program. And uh, that has a similar um, look and, and attack. So, um, so much to choose from. And I haven't even mentioned different periods and different things he's done. Again, for some, it's his, his uh, character design and animation. So um, it's, to me, uh, just a treasure trove. And, and again, people can pick their particular spots. Uh, but for some, like me and Mark Chiarello, who was in uh, episode seven of this program, we had a nice discussion. It's nearly all of Toth's work, regardless of his age, uh, how he varied his approach or within what genre he was working. Um, there's a through line. It's evident in the amount of uh, time uh, and the type of thought he put into it. You can see his hand in the work. There's a consistent through line, regardless of his approach. You can see it's Toth. There can be a calligraphy to his work. Whether it's his first major works or his final Alla Prima drawing, it's all there. And with all of it, Toth was consistently excellent. So I hope you'll plunge into Toth. You'll suss out his work. Take it all in. Sift through and see what resonates with you. Glean from his work what you can, what you like. Uh, choose your period. A favorite story. Uh, a, you know, Study. Pull it apart borrow from a page or panel a particular element, uh, filter it through your sensibilities, make something of it your own. There's so much to learn from his work, uh, enough to be a never-ending exploration, perhaps even for a lifetime. 
So that's all the time we're giving to this episode. This again is Paul Fricke for the Alex Toth In-Depth program. Toth said, Too many comic book cartoonists do the expected thing. It all comes out the same. Bend to serve the needs of the story. Until next time, go with Toth. Thank you.